Optic on the Bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Monday. It's our first show of a five-show week. Casey Justclare here. We are excited to be here. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk about to come your way here from Marla Rose Studios. In 15 minutes, we're going to have Brian Colley on the line, the athletic director at South Bush High School, for his usual Monday morning interview. We'll talk with Coach Colley about all the things happening over at South Lafouche. Then at noon, we're going to have Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois Baseball. We're going to also ask him about some things going on with the Hogs. We're going to have two Hog-heavy segments, I guess you could say, uh, because in the segment following that, we'll have Joe Tuton on to talk about the Hogs winning the state championship out in North Louisiana. Two separate Hogs teams bring home the title, um, capping just what's been an amazing summer for the Southland Hogs. Not capping, but they've still got work to do. But uh, continuing... A great summer for the Hawks. Then we've got our weekend W's and L's where we're going to look at some of the amazing things that have happened over the weekend and some of the not so amazing things that happened over the weekend. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get our betting picks. But before we dive head first, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Rodeo. Man, what an event they have. We'll get you some fishing results and everything of the sort here a little bit later in the show. Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs. Viz Power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So let's talk. This was a wonderful weekend for Lafouche Parish. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend for Lafouche Parish. On Friday, I was out at um, Bring Your Three, which is a three-on-three tournament, uh, or league, rather, that we told you, you know, that our, our friends over at Blood, Sweat, and Tears basketball, Kenny Lacey and that crew have put together. There's <clears throat> several teams, boys and girls, middle school age kids, to high school, like there's some 8th graders, there's some 12th graders, there's some graduated seniors who are playing in the league. Week one, admission was free. They're selling food, selling drinks, piling people into the gym. Everybody's there watching the show, having a great time. It was wonderful to see. Coach Kenny and his crew did an excellent job organizing their first, you know, week of games. And I now can't wait to see what the rest of the season is going to look like. And I can't wait to cover the rest of the season there, you know, throughout the rest of the summer. Then we get to Saturday. And we have the Blue Boot Rodeo. And you're scrolling through Facebook. And you're seeing pictures of people fishing or maybe not fishing, but just into the pavilion, playing cornhole, listening to the music, dancing, partying, having a good time. You're seeing the sheer girth of the event. You're seeing that under the pavilion, there are hundreds and hundreds of people, maybe even into the low thousands of people that are there having a good time. You're seeing 
the large amounts of volunteers, people that are lending their time on a weekend, expecting nothing in return, all to help a worthwhile cause. And that's the message that I'm getting at in this first segment of the show is that there were two separate events this past weekend that I followed very, very closely with it being the Bring Your Three, with it being the Blue Boot Rodeo, where you've got people from the southern reaches of Lafouche all the way to the northern reaches of Lafouche coming together and doing something for a goal that is greater than themselves. We've got the Blue Boot Rodeo, which is started by South Lafouche people that has now encompassed the entire southeastern portion of our state, raising thousands of dollars for drowning awareness, drowning prevention, education, you know, water safety in the schools, all that good stuff, getting life jackets to kids, all that good stuff. It's now annual hit. We've got a three-on-three basketball league of the buying and founded by Northern Lafouche folks that is keeping kids active, keeping kids developing their skills, promoting the positivity and the wonderful things that these kids could do. And then, oh yeah, keeping them out of doing stupid stuff on the weekends, giving them something productive to do with their time because a bored teenager could potentially become a dangerous teenager. We all know this to be true. So I leave the weekend filled with gratitude and pride in that, look, the northern community, the southern community, the white community, the black community, and everybody in between rallied together, and there was a whole lot of fun that was had, and it was a whole lot of fun that was had for a wonderful cause. So this was an awesome weekend for Lafouche Parish. And look, there are many other weekends exactly like this one. There are many other weekends exactly like this one. I'm just shining light on this one, but there are so many events and so much philanthropy in our community. It is amazing, the amazing things that people do to give back. Let's talk about the fishing at the Blue Boot Rodeo. Look, it was soggy, it was wet, but there were people who were able to get out on the water and catch some good ones. In the offshore adult, not offshore, excuse me, in the adult division, sorry, speckled trout, we have uh, Justin Lasang who wins first place with a four-pound, three-ounce speckled trout. Sheep's head, Ethan Saintney, four-pound, five-ounce sheep's head. White trout, let's see, do we have time? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and give you the whole leaderboard. Speckled trout, adult division inshore blue boot rodeo. Justin Lasang wins with a four-pound, three-ounce fish. Trailing him, John Michael King, who finished second. In third, Taylor Vize, who finished third. Sheep's head, Ethan Saintney, four pounds, five ounce fish. That's the winner. Second place, Reese Santney. And then third place, Ken Vosberg. White trout, Alicia Hodson wins with a one pound, 8.5 ounce um, fish. Second place, Jacob Rodrigue. And third place, Kenny Plaisance. Flounder, first place, my buddy Kevin John Terrebonne, 2.35 pound fish. Kevin John sweeps the board, but he also was second and third for Flounder. Drum, Rustin Guidry wins, 45.55 pound fish. Uh, trailing him, Travis Dobson, who finishes second. Richie Toops finishes third. That's for Drum. Redfish under 27 inches. Doug Melisson takes first, 8.85 pound fish. Jenica Lynn, one stale, finishes second. And then my buddy Kevin John is also third with a 8.5 pound fish. 
Renee Fish over 27 inches. Jolene Duplantis, 31.7 pounds, trailed by Jimmy Lede, and all, who finished second, and Brock Danos, who finished third. Offshore divisions, Blue Boot Rodeo, Mangrove Snapper, Peyton Sailor takes first place. Nine pounds, five ounce fish. Jordan Petit finishes second. Dwayne Plaisance Jr. finishes third. Cobia, Grant Blanchard, 48 pounds, six uh, 48.65 pound fish. Dwayne plays on senior second. Greg Abear third. Red snapper, Brett Thornton, 24.65 pounds. Paul Candies is second. Ross Moriarty is third. Mahi Mahi. Hey, my buddy Ren Sheremy is in first place, 5.75 pounds. Gerald Sander is second. Brock Danos is third. Grouper, the biggest fish caught in the entire rodeo. My buddy Britton, Bay Como, 103 pound fish. Sam Smith finishes second, 90 pounds, and Anna Candies finishes third. Yellowfin tuna, Brock Wanko wins, 55.55-pound fish. Jamie Swallow second, Ryan Retief third. Blackfin tuna, Darcy Angeron, 24.85-pound winner. Second, Brock Wanko, third, Ryan Retief. Jack Craval, first place, Greg Abair, 26.55-pound fish. Ren Sheremy second, and Nicholas Melisson third. Now the little ones, they got involved. The kids division at the Blue Boot Rodeo. Jansen Martin finishes first in speckled trout with a 2.85-pound fish. Ava Bro is second. Mackenzie Davis is third. Croker, Eli Malcolm with a 0.55-pound fish. Keelan Arbucky, or Arbuckle rather, finishes second. And Blair Thibodeau finishes third. Sheepshead, Becca Maybear is your winner. Five pounds on the dot. Grayson Bear second. And Grayson Bear is also third. White Trout, Isabella Grava with a 0.9-pound fish, trailed by uh, Mackenzie Davis, who finished second, and Jansen Martin, who finished third. Black Drum, Kendall Day, 34.5-pound fish. Second place, Blakey Sheremy. Third place, Hayes Martin. Catfish, Hardhead, Riley Dufresne, 2.4-pound Hardhead Catfish is the winner. Second place, Eli Malcolm. And third place, Riley Dufrent. Redfish under 27 inches, Carson Smith, 8.25-pound fish. Second place, Jaden Sheremy. And then third place, Ryder Dufrent. That's Redfish under 27 inches. Redfish over 27 inches, Kendall Day wins again, 31 pounds, uh, 31.55-pound fish, rather. Blakely Sheremy is second, and uh, Bennett St. Pierre is third. There was also a kayak division. Speckled Trout in the kayak division. Wyatt Claymall wins first with a 2.85-pound speckled trout. Davey Bro is second, and Bernie Claymall is third. Redfish under 27 inches. Barry Bourgeois with a 7.5-pound fish is your winner, and he sweeps the category, also taking second and third. So fishing, food, music, fun, auction, all for a good cause. The people turned out. Then, like we said earlier, also you had your three-on-three league that you want to shout out. It's providing food, music, fun, entertainment, basketball, all for the youth of our community. What a weekend for Lafouche. Shout out to everybody who volunteered a little bit of time over the weekend and allowed all of these events to take place. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brian Colley at South Lafouche High School. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Back to play-by-play here on KLEB. It's Monday and it is 11.45, so that means we're going to the athletic director's desk at South Lafouche High School and we're chatting with our buddy, Coach Brian Colley. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you today? Good morning, kids. are doing well. How are you doing? Good. Uh, look, we chatted with you on Saturday um, and you were saying, hey, it's it's about to be you know that time where there's a whole lot going on and you're filling out paperwork and you're getting everything ready to rock and roll and It'll be a busy couple of days and weeks for Coach Brian Colley, isn't it? Yeah, if you see my office right now, you'd be uh, just shaking your head. I got papers all over the place trying to get ready for uh, for next week when we start uh, having our kids come in with physicals and uh, different type meetings. So we're going to get that in the newspaper today. But a reminder: when is the date and everything for the physicals, and what do people have to know beforehand to to make sure they're prepared? Uh, physicals uh, Monday, a week from tonight, uh, from today, July 18th. Uh, we get started at 6 o'clock with seniors, then 6.30 with juniors, 7 o'clock with sophomores, and 7.30 freshmen. And what they need to do is uh, they can come to school and pick up a physical form. The top part of the physical has to be completed and signed by the parent before the doctor can give the physical. So we have copies in the front office of the physical or they can come that uh, that evening and a little early and fill out the uh, the top part of the physical. Very good. And again, this is free. You know, I, I keep reiterating that to everybody. This is free. This is an opportunity to take care of something that would otherwise cost money. The school is affording you all the opportunity to do it for free. So I'm sure you would echo what I'm saying is, hey, man, go take advantage of this and get this done. Get it out of the way. Yeah, and especially if you took a physical 
last school year, like in February, March, or even April, uh, you, you definitely want to come get this physical now. It's free, like you said, and you're on the same time frame as every other athlete that's going to be coming in. And what this does, if you take the physical now, it ensures that your physical will not expire during a sports season of this coming school year. And uh, that's something we want to try and avoid where, uh, you know, during a say, baseball season, a physical may expire. And if you're not up to date with it, you're going to get caught behind the eight ball and, oh, i got to go take a physical. And if you can't get into the seat of the doctor right away, you may have to lose some playing time or practice time. So we definitely don't want to see that happen. So come uh, Monday on July 18 and get that physical done. Dude, you guys have more than 1,000 kids at the school. And then I would say probably 200 to 300 of those kids are student athletes. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. How do you keep track of those dates? Like, how do you know? Okay, well, um, little Jimmy Joe on the baseball team has a physical date that's expiring. Like, how do you keep up with all of that? Uh, it's it's tough. Where uh, I know when if they come in July, I don't worry about it. Uh, when they come during the school year with a new physical, then uh, I got a little a database where I keep where I put their name in the physical the year uh, the date expires. So. Uh, and I sent a note to the coach also letting them know, hey, look, just a heads up, this physical on this athlete is going to expire on this day. So, uh, you know, talk to that kid. But it's, uh, it's a tough process to try and stay ahead of it. But uh, it just makes it so much easier when everybody takes it the same. Very, very good. I know this is a busy uh, LHSA week. There are a lot of folks that are going out to the headquarters and, Fill us in. What exactly is happening? I, from what I understand, nothing is going to be like voted on or anything. It's not like a formal meeting. It's just kind of like a clinic type of thing. What's happening out there in Baton Rouge this week? Yeah, it's just a clinic that they put on. You got some uh, high school coaches, college coaches uh, from around the state uh, and the United States that will come in and just give different clinics on different uh, sports. And uh, you can have football coaches speaking on Offense and defense, special teams. You got basketball coaches that are coming speaking. Uh, I mean, all the sports that are offered by the uh, LHSA, you can is going to be represented, and it's just a great time. You can get out there and you know mangle with your fellow coaches and uh, and, and learn, keep learning some uh, up to date techniques or whatever that you can bring back to your own program. So it's a great thing that the high school association puts on and. It's uh, you know it's also a fun time to just go and hang out with everybody. So we're July 11 today. So you flash forward a month. School have already started, and one month from now we'll be getting into that time of the year where football will be approaching. You know their scrimmages, and then after that would be your jamborees, and then your start to the season. So I gotta ask you. Um, you know we've already discussed volleyball is not going to be able to be at home. Um. Football-wise, are there any last-minute hiccups or anything that needs to be taken care of, or are they pretty much full steam ahead? I guess give us kind of a little bit of, a, of an IDA update like we do once a week here on the show. Well, the, the contracts that was awarded for the work on the press box, uh, the fencing around the football field, and a uh, scoreboard, and we're just waiting for the, you know, the companies to come in and, and start working on it. Uh, as of today, uh, not looks like it hasn't been touched. So uh, we were told. I was told you know, a couple of weeks ago that uh, it'll it'll be ready for football season. So uh, you know, hopefully that's the case. But if not, we, you know, we had a playoff game 
home playoff game here last year, so uh, I don't see any reason why we couldn't have a game. But I can pretty much almost guarantee you that we would not have a scoreboard because the uh, the companies are so far behind on putting in the scoreboards. It's uh, it, before when you order it, take maybe two or three months, uh, you know, for them to get down here and install it. Very interesting. So, you know, without a scoreboard, that's going to make things very uh, different. You know, we had a game last season without a scoreboard, our very small one over at E.D. White, and that changes things, man. You got to get into and out of the huddle much more quickly because you never know the time on the play clock, and that's going to provide some challenges for the home games, won't it? Now, we, we look, we also we had that temporary scoreboard in for the playoff game, uh, so that's a possibility we'll still have that. Uh, I know we went a couple of weeks ago and trying to get it running, and we are, we're having problems with it. So hopefully uh, that temporary scoreboard can be back in, the, the one they had for the playoff game. So if we can get that in place, it shouldn't be any problems for us. Very, very good. So uh, give us a rundown of, you know, uh, basketball gym-wise, right? You know, I, I'm hearing LCO's making some good progress, and you guys are supposedly next on the list. What's an update there? Yeah, uh, I think I heard this morning uh, LCO will be ready uh, sometime in August, maybe mid to late August, that their uh, their floor and all the gym would be ready. Uh, on our floor, they came in, and when you walked in our gym, you could look up toward the ceiling, and there's some rust spots. And they they went in, they examined these rust spots, and what happened, uh, it kind of rusted through and through. And it's nothing you can see from the outside in. It's on the inside looking up. So uh, they had to do a change order. And uh, what I'm understanding, they're going to have to redo the entire roof. So when they were telling us we would have a gym floor by uh, Halloween, uh, I believe that's going to be pushed back a good bit because uh, replacing the entire roof now is going to is a lot more work, a lot more material they're going to need. So that's going to push that back. So uh, as of now, I don't see us having, uh, you know, a gym ready to play uh, anytime soon. Ah, that stinks. That's that's not a good news update, but heck, it is, it is what it is. Um, you know, we look, we're hoping that maybe they can get our auxiliary gym up and running, uh, you know, uh, instead of us waiting with no gym. We're going to try and just get that auxiliary gym up. Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, Coach, in terms of football, um, you know, I know we kind of said Saturday, uh, BJ's been in and out, you know, having some different issues, whatever it may be. What are they doing right now? Are they lifting? And, you know, I saw some people been posting on Facebook this morning. Oh, you know, I'm sending my my kid to his first high school practice or whatever. I know they're not on the field in pads or anything, but what are they doing this week, you know, to try to get ready? Well, our varsity kids are coming. They came in this morning. They got their lift in and, you know, their conditioning. Uh, the freshmen came in, I believe, at 1030, and they uh, went through some concussion testing, uh, preseason testing that they got to get done. So they did that today. I believe they'll continue doing that on Thursday because on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week, the high school association put in a dead period where uh, you can't do anything. Uh, because the convention, the clinic is this Tuesday and Wednesday. So they're trying to increase attendance at the clinic. So they put a mandatory dead period in for the duration of the clinic, which is Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll get our kids back in on Thursday. 
Oh, okay, really nice. And and you know, that dead period, man, I feel like that's probably a pretty good thing, right? Because, man, the kids need a little bit of a break. They they work so much harder over the summer than what they used to. I feel like it's good to kind of hit reset a little bit. It is. And, look, if uh, if two days is going to make or break your season, you know, that shouldn't happen. And, like you said, the kids deserve this time off. And uh, they had a couple, you know, last week with the 4th of July, had a you know, day or two off here. They'll get two days off this week. So, uh, it's good to let your body uh, recuperate and uh, just recover from your workouts. Very good. Um, in terms of, you know, basketball, I know obviously you're not the boys' basketball coach anymore, and that, you know they're just finishing up their summer and everything like that. And you said Saturday that you got a whole lot more free time and some different things, you know, that, that you got planned. Coach, um, you know, we're getting closer to the start of a new school year, and you're not having the planned freshman tryout dates, and you're not having to walk the halls and try to recruit guys to go play on the team. And, dude, you're in a whole new world, brother. I mean, and, and also you mentioned Saturday that you're approaching what's going to likely be your final season as the athletic director too. Like, man, you're – this is really happening, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's so different, Casey, and it's um... – uh, you know, I guess bittersweet that you, you, you toward the end, you know, to get to your retirement. But uh, honestly, I'm not ready to retire. I love what I do. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I was talking to Justin Gouger the other day, and I said, look, I might be doing this for the last time. I want to start crying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, he said, yeah, Coach, I understand because, you know, you're doing something for so long, and you really enjoy doing it. So, uh you know, we'll see. We'll see how the school year goes, and how uh, you know if my health's you know up there, I can you know keep going, and hopefully um, you know I'll make that decision uh, when the time comes. But it's definitely um, uh, a different situation that I'm in this year. So, is there uh, you know I don't mean to you know poke and prod too much, but is there a possibility of you going beyond the year and maybe staying on as AD beyond this season if all the cards stack up right? Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, you know, I'll talk to my wife. I don't think she's ready to retire. So uh, if I don't find something else to do, I'm not just going to sit home and do nothing. <laughs> uh, I think that'll kill me quick. Yeah. So I'm, uh, uh, you know, we'll look at it when it gets closer to that time in, uh, in May of next year and see where we are. And, you know, that, yeah, it's a possibility I can just stay on. Okay, very interesting, man. Well, happy to hear that there's – potential maybe getting to hang out with you in the in the office a little longer brother but look we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again soon okay man appreciate it thanks for having me there's coach brian collie doing a good job as always spending his usual monday time with us here on play by play let's catch a break when we get back we're going to josh smith of hl bourgeois baseball it is play by play we'll be right back after this Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines and we have Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois Baseball on the line. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Doing well. Just trying to get things done since baseball's kind of a little slow right now during the week. Yeah, yeah. Look, before we talk about HL Bourgeois a little bit, um, big weekend for the Hogs, brother. And we're going to have Joe Tuto on in the next segment of the show to talk about that. Uh, but winning multiple state championships, representing our state with, and, you know, with with honor and pride, and taking it home, and it just shows, you know, the talent in our area, the coaching in that program. I know there are a lot of people that are proud, happy, and excited, and as well they should be, as the Hawks have a huge weekend out in North Louisiana. Yeah, seventeens uh, won it. Uh, the eighteen-year-olders all won it. Fifteens, uh, they did a they did a good job. They came out fourth. They they battled it in there. But uh, I mean, it's all kids from this area, man. It, the talent that's coming up—it's it's crazy. It's, but it's great to see. So you said baseball's a little bit quieter during the week, and heck, I'm sure it's quiet, you know, for most of July. To be honest, Wilbert H. L. Bourgeois, you know, the swampland season's over, and you're probably just 
working out and doing some different things of the sort. What does July look like for a high school baseball program right now? Uh, staying healthy, uh, take, giving the arms a rest, uh, working out, trying to get uh, stronger and faster, uh, getting these younger guys to understand the importance of uh, the weight room and uh, how much you can really grow in the weight room and uh, just really trying to teach them that aspect of it and when they learn it and they don't want to get out of there. And that's a good thing to see sometimes. So talk about that, you know, because you're 100% right in what you just said, you know, getting bigger and stronger, it, it obviously means you could hit the ball farther, you could swing the bat faster, and then for a pitcher, you could throw harder. You know, I was talking with Josh Pierce, who's going off to Delgado. Josh is a very lanky, skinny kid, and look, he eats and he lifts, he tries to gain weight, he's been struggling to do so, but... You know, he said openly, hey, if I could grow you know, another 15, 20 pounds, I'm going to add miles per hour to my fastball. So it really impacts all areas of the game. It really does. Um, last summer was the first time we actually really had a summer workout program, and we seen it pay off. Uh, we had 27 home runs as a team. Uh, we had multiple guys throwing over 80. Uh, Luke Lered, he gained 20 pounds from his junior senior year, and he was – he touched 90 a few times. I mean, you see the benefits when you actually put the work in. And our young guys really seen that this year of what it can do. And uh, when they were able to get back in the weight room again this summer, they attacked it and attacked it hard. Coach, one of the things you told me earlier in the summer that you all had to do was be more equipped to throw strikes and more consistent in the zone and more competitive in the zone. Uh, the last time that we spoke, it was kind of the middle of the Swampland season. You guys played a bunch of games before that and wrapped up the summer season. Did you all get better at that as the summer went on? We did. Uh, we did. It's it's good to see that we progressed in the right direction throughout the summer. And it's just to get these young guys to understand, you know, a guy's going to fail seven or ten times in this game. And as long as you throw strikes, guys can get themselves out. And we started doing that towards the end. And that was really nice to see. Um, do you coach football? I know at one time you were you were thinking about it, or maybe it was on the staff. Do you coach football? No, strictly uh, strictly baseball. Um, and I and I kind of really enjoy it because then I can focus on those baseball guys that don't play football. I can focus on them the entire fall to make sure that they're getting better and everything they need, and making sure you know we get the dietitian from the hospital and to talk to them about know what they need to do right so those little things actually help those guys a little bit more which i'm glad i can do that was the next question that i was going to ask to parlay that and you already half answered but how many kids do you have that you have year round that are you know maybe not football guys that you're going to be uh, dealing with exclusively in the fall i'm actually pretty lucky uh only five guys play football so i have about 25 we have about 30 guys on our roster so i get about 25 during the fall that i can really focus on so having that majority really does help us out in the long run. Very good. Um, leaving the summer, are there any position groups that you're most satisfied with on your club? And then conversely to that, are there any position groups that you're going to be spending the fall trying to develop and try to grow be before the next spring? Uh, I'd say we're pretty happy with uh, our infield because, I mean, we got a lot of guys returning. We got two stars returning on our infield. Well, Technically three, if you count Vordick, who's a utility guy. Uh, we've got a first baseman that's got some varsity experience. So I'm pretty happy with that. Our outfield is going to be kind of young. We really only got one starter retarding from the outfield. So that's going to be an aspect we really focus on probably is just getting our outfielders better because 
we don't want little regular singles to turn into doubles. So we've got to make sure we avoid that with those younger guys. And um, the next spot would be our catching spot. You know, we got a sophomore that I've seen some varsity time, but he's got to grow a little bit more, which I think he will because he's a hardworking kid. You know, younger pitchers, as you said earlier in the summer, and then now you just told me a younger catcher. I think, Coach, at the high school level, one of the areas of the game that is woefully unappreciated and highly underrated is how pitchers hold runners on bases and try to control the running game. And what I mean by that is twofold. I mean, how are they paying attention to the runner when they're on the base before the pitch? Then also the speed with which they get the ball from their hand to the glove. And, you know, those little things, it sounds minuscule. It sounds like, oh, man, you're, you're a stickler for details. But how well you do that, because you talked a minute ago about your outfield not having singles turn into doubles. You know as well as I do, Coach, if every time a guy gets a base hit, they're able to steal second, that changes everything. How important is it going to be, and did you all do a good job of holding runners on over the summer? We did a good job. Uh, we could get better, though. Um, details in the baseball in the game of baseball is very big. Uh, you take care of the small things, big things don't happen. So uh, in the offseason, when we were able to do four-on-ones with our pitchers, we talk about uh, getting their baseball IQ up. Uh, manipulating our timing to the plate, changing up our looks, even if just maybe might be stepping off, you know, make the guy know, hey, we know you're there, you know, you can chill out. But uh, just little things like that and uh, making our moves to each base better, uh, that's one thing we really practice on. I don't think a lot of teams practice is pick off the second base because the guy's already in scoring position. And if you can get that guy out without having to use a pitch, it's really big. So during the spring and fall, we critique our pickoffs a lot because it helps us. But also, you want to be smart about it as well. So we teach the kids on, you know, when's a good time to pick, when's a, not a good time to pick. So it's just really raising their baseball IQ during the fall. Very good. We had Andrew Kiowet on last week. And if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, was I, but I think I recall this right, I remember him saying, that you all had a couple of open football positions, but also had an open spot, I believe he said, on baseball. So give us a rundown of that. Do you have a full staff? And if not, when would you like to try to get one, you know, you know, a guy in there to try to help out? We do have uh, one pay spot open, and then we also have a, a volunteer spot open. Uh, and, I mean, the sooner we can get it filled, the better, because then we can start uh, getting those uh, guys accumulated to what we expect in the program and things like that and how we run it and all. And, you know, for them to bring in ideas that could help us out as well. So, I mean, filling those spots would be great at the earliest convenience because it just helps your program be better the sooner you can get those little things done like that. Real good. And another thing that Andrew said when we had him on last week is he said, look, Casey, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I've got an eighth-grade group and a seventh-grade group out in the middle school levels that are tremendous, and they're going to come to HL Bourgeois. And he mentioned football and basketball. He didn't say anything about baseball. Have you had a chance to see some of those kids? Do you know if they're a baseball-playing group as well? And if uh, you know, give us a rundown of what you may know about the very talented group that's supposedly going to be coming in in the next couple of years. So the group that's coming in this year, uh, we do have a few guys that's got a lot of potential. Um, after that, I haven't had a chance yet uh, to take a look at those guys, but it, it's going to happen. You know, you, you get parents that come walk to you and say, hey, this kid, this kid, this kid, you know, they're supposed to be coming here. This is their ability. And, you know, that's when you start asking questions. 
you know, to different travel ball coaches that I've uh, met over the years, you know, you start asking questions about them, you know, trying to find out, okay, how do they act in the game? What's their character like during the game? You know, things like that. You don't want to go to their coach. You want to treat it almost kind of like as a college coach. You know, you don't want to go directly to their coach. You want to ask the people they've played against because that's where you're going to get the real answers. And I've done that about a few of the guys that's coming in. And, uh, man, it's been nothing but good word on them. And I'm very happy with what we got coming as freshmen. And I can't wait to figure out what we got coming in after that. Very, very good. Coach, you guys made the playoffs this past season, had a really good year. We don't know what the heck 5A is going to look like you know, next year. We've, we've kind of discussed that. We don't know what it's going to look like. But we do know that your district is going to be one round now. Um, talk about the advantages of that, the pros and the cons of moving district play to just one round. The pros is you get to play more teams from different areas. Uh, you can kind of manipulate for the PowerPoint system a little bit more. Uh, I figured that out because it's been pretty crazy because with the season ending a little sooner, coaches have been in almost a panic to try and get their schedule done sooner, which I kind of understand it. Uh, but in good sense, you can manipulate more for the PowerPoint system. Uh, in the negative sense, you kind of – it's new. You know, you, you're thrown off a little bit more because – you're used to playing those two games against Destra and Hobbsville, and you know, like, okay, I'm, get, I'm sure going to get these points from these teams, and that's how it's going to be. So it's a little bit on the new learning curve, but so far, it really hasn't had much of a negative, I find. Yeah, really good. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay, buddy? Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Josh Smith with HL Bourgeois doing a good job. They uh, – They've got it rolling, man. Look, they had a really good year this past season in, in the 5A district. <laughs> you know, won some games. They lost a few guys. But from what I understand, they've got a lot of talent still there. And, and you know, I like Josh, man. You know, we have him on often. He, he's a good dude. He's sharp. He's very connected. You know, you know, he's in with Joe and the Hogs. And, you know, if there's anything that he needs to learn or get better at, he's going to take the time and he's going to be willing to do it. The Braves got a good one in there. Josh was a good player, too. Like, he was a good player in our area. And, uh baseball guy and and that helps that helps because look 15 20 years ago and i truly believe this is one of the more underrated reasons why our area has grown on the baseball scene we give credit to a lot of things that do deserve credit right we give credit to the travel ball teams and we talk about you know the guys are playing more now and they're playing younger now and we talk about the academies oh you could go to the form or you could go to you know lba and all these different like that's all stuff that matters right but another thing that we don't talk about that really does have a big impact on the growth of the sport is the fact that these schools now, by and large, have baseball guys who are coaching baseball. 20 years ago, schools had assistant football coaches who were coaching baseball. And it was just kind of something they did in their off time away from football. Football was the primary thing. Now, look, we got some dudes still that do baseball and football, both, and I'm not knocking anybody who does that. But what I'm saying is that the number one role that they have is baseball first, and football is kind of a secondary thing that they do. They have We have more baseball guys now in those baseball positions, and I think that that truly, that little bit of extra time, time effort, energy, and passion, that truly has made a big difference and allowing us to grow the sport in our area like we've seen in recent years. It's play-by-play when we get back. We're going to have Joe Tuton on. The Hogs are 
state champions again. We'll ask Joe about that in the next segment of the show on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthy your lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. We go to the phone lines again and we have What's going to be a really, really happy baseball coach on the line? That is going to be Coach Joe Tutal. Southland Hogs win a pair of state championships out in North Louisiana. We have Coach Joe on now. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Hey, good morning, buddy. How Good. How about you? We're doing great, man. I know you got to be super proud. We were just kind of talking off the air. The kids go out playing in a high-stakes event. 
get some really good competition, put it all together and bring it home. And I saw on Facebook last night, it was the quote, and I think that it summarizes it well. No matter how many times you win it all, the feeling never gets old. You guys bring home the state championship a couple of times uh, yesterday, and I know that that's got to be something that makes you awfully proud. Oh, listen, no doubt, man. I think, uh, you know, just the high quality of our baseball players and their high school programs here just carry over. Guys that used to play off type atmosphere, some state championship games, and uh, the guys really produced when it was time to produce, and uh, guys acted like they had been there before, and uh, I don't think they felt any pressure. You said, you know, a minute ago when you and I were chatting off the air, you were super pleased with your pitching. Um you know, that's what that you we talk about hitting an offense all day long. It all starts and ends with the pitching side of things. Talk about the way your arms threw out there over the state tournament. Listen, on the 18 year old team, we were super excited. We started uh, Dylan Badgeron through game one. Uh, we win five nothing, and he gives up one hit. Game in uh, game two, Carter Five came in. He was lights out, gave up two hits. Uh, we win the game going away 9-1. to one. Yesterday, uh, Josh Pierce starts in the championship game. Uh, he goes four innings. We take him out. The game's 2-1. to one. Luke Lerid comes in, doesn't give up a hit for the next three to finish it off. We ended up, you know, kind of blowing the game open. But uh, it was a 2-1 to one game going into the fifth. Our pitching was really, really clutch, uh, you know, on the 18-year-old side and the 17-year-old side. Uh, Jackson Martin was lights out in game one. I mean, he was really, really, you know, you know, just like he pitched for South Terrebonne. Branson Arsenal from Tilted, Ohio was real clutch in game two. Uh, Ethan, Ethan, uh, level from Terrebonne had to come in and close out game two. And then yesterday in game three, uh, Mason Rodrigue and, and, and Brendan, uh, Gobert from Edie White, you know, did what they needed to do. And I think they gave us a really good opportunity, you know, to win the game. And, you know, at, at the point, we didn't have to score too many runs. But, I mean, offensively on the 17-year-old team, I mean, Jackson Martin and uh, and Brendan Gobert basically just tore it up this weekend. I mean, I think Jackson's been hitting since January, and he hadn't fell off the couch, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then on the, on, on, on the 18-year-old side, Shea Petrie from South Terrebonne, unbelievable tournament. I mean, really swung the bat you know, very, very well, uh, kind of really kept us in the game offensively, made every play defensively. Those three guys really stood out, you know, as offensive players this weekend. So super proud of our guys. Coach, you know, it's crazy because as you're telling me these names, um, A, I'm thinking, you know, oh, my God, the amount of talent that they have is incredible. But B, I'm thinking is that, you know, I think one of the advantages that you have in addition to the great talent is that, you know, because these guys are all coming off of such great high school seasons, coach, there's not a damn thing that these teams could throw at these kids that they haven't already seen. Like these are kids that have played in sulfur. These are kids that have played in high stakes district games or playoff series or whatever it may be. There's nothing out there that's going to take these guys by surprise. And when you get into these tournaments over the summer, you're not going to be intimidated by anything because you guys have seen a whole lot of stuff with the crew that you have. Listen, Casey, no doubt. I feel like, look, we talk about it year in and year out. Our high school guys, you know, we always say this is, I mean, coming from the high school seasons that we had, you know, in South Louisiana, our guys are battle-tested. And, uh, you know, we play a, a pretty tough, what I'd say, non-district state uh, tournaments before we go to the state tournament. I mean, you know, playing Goche Amadi every weekend, Gibbs Construction, 
those type of teams in these big name tournaments. Uh, I think it really prepared us for these close games, and the guys didn't panic. I mean, yesterday on the 17th, we give up three runs in the first inning, and uh, guys didn't panic. Next thing you know, we back in the game, and you know, once we got back in the game, we ended up winning the, the final game, kind of going away 13 to seven. But uh, our guys never panicked because I feel like, uh, you know, we've been battle tested, and, and our guys are on the 17 year old team. And our, definitely our guys on the 18-year-old team, when these guys have graduated from high school, uh, we got a few one-year college comeback guys, and it's just a whole different level. So uh, I think the biggest deal is that we're prepared, battle-tested, uh, you know, in high school, and it just carries over to summer baseball. After the crew that you managed took it home, what did you tell the boys after? But I know that they were super excited. I know you were super excited. What did you tell the boys? Listen, I mean, you know, we're happy, but it's not the, the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is, look, let's get some rest. We're getting after it again on Wednesday. And then uh, on Friday and Saturday of this weekend, we're going over to Delgado Community College and Tulane to play the, the NARD All-American Boosters, which is a college team. So uh, we're going to have some guys that uh, if we think we college-bound or we college-ready, uh, we're going to get a real reality check this weekend and uh, – get to play some guys who play on the next level already to kind of see where we stand against that talent. But I think uh, that will only make us better considering going into the World Series the weekend after. That, that's what I was going to ask is what was next. I know by winning the state championship you qualified for some other things. So what's next for you all? Uh, this weekend we're in New Orleans playing the Boosters. Uh, and then on Wednesday of next week, the 17s will go to the, to the pre-majors Dixie World Series at ULM in Monroe. And in the 18th, we're going to go to Nashville and play in the Majors World Series. And uh, that should finish us out for the summer. So uh, we got a couple of really tough weeks left for baseball, and some guys will get their legs back under them. And uh, we're trying to get after it again this Wednesday. Very good. And then after that, you know, you guys are going to be going back to school and everything and starting the cycle all over again. What does the beginning part of the school year look like for CCA? Because I know you've told me before, say, look, you know, we can't do a whole heck of a lot because we've got a lot of kids that are playing football or whatever it may be. So while they're in the other sports, do you try to do some, you know, I don't know what it's called, like four-by-fours or whatever where you get guys together. Do you try to do that? Or is it a situation where you just say, hey, y'all just do football, and whenever that's over, y'all come back here? Well, I tell you, you know, on CCA, and I can only talk for us, we won't do anything for at least a month. I want to get the kids accustomed to school, getting back to school, most of our guys play football or they run cross-country track. So we might have two or three guys who just play baseball only. And uh, they have their own throwing program they can do. Uh, pretty much after that is we'll jump. You know, if a guy's a football player in football season, you know, I think he should concentrate on football. And the guys who play both, usually a lot of our guys, will, you know, they go to some private lessons with some private coaches. And they'll usually get a little work in probably once a week uh on baseball stuff, even out of season. So I think that kind of keeps everybody uh, in baseball shape. I, I know three or four of our guys do pitching lessons on Wednesday nights uh, in Thibodeau, and uh, that keeps their, you know, their arms in shape once a week. They'll probably throw a 35-40 pitch pin even in the off season. So uh, it just keeps them guys growing and staying sharp. Coach, I talked about this in the last segment of the show because I had Josh Smith on in the last segment. And after I spoke with Josh, you know, I said – that one of the things that I feel like we don't talk about a lot in our area, because we, we do talk a ton about how the sport has grown, and we talk about travel ball, and we talk about all the academies and everything of the sort. 
<clears throat> but I truly think that the answer as to why we've grown so much is, or one of the answers is right under our nose and we don't mention it. And what I said is that the fact that these programs locally now have baseball guys as baseball coaches, Josh being one of them, you being at CCA, Chandler at South Lafouche, Matt Plitt over at E.D. White, you know, Shane at Thibodeau. Yeah, they may coach other sports, but baseball is the bread and butter of what they do. Whereas 15, 20 years ago, it was just basically a football assistant coach that was just filling some time in the spring that maybe was taking the baseball job for a little extra money. Now that's not the case. We have actual baseball coaches in these positions. Cam Pierce being another one that comes to mind over at Terrebonne. And I think that as much as anything, Coach, is part of the reason why the sport has grown so much in our area. Listen, I think that's 100% right. Look, let's use Coach Barber at South Terrebonne. Coach Barber was a multi-sport athlete when he went to Nichols who played football and baseball. He's coach. He's a big part of South Terrebonne's football staff. But Mike's a baseball guy, and he's established a baseball program. And those guys have a program year in and year out. And I think it's because with him and Simon Battle who's the soccer coach at South Terrebonne, those guys are baseball guys first. And I think they prioritize baseball even in the offseason, and their programs have really excelled because of the things they do in the offseason. And I think, look, they're doing the same thing at Terrebonne. They're doing the same thing at H.L. Bourgeois. They're doing it at Thibodeau High. You're seeing it at South Lafouche. Listen to me. You can write it down. I said this today at 1230. Don't sleep on Central Lafouche High School in the next couple of years with Lance Crochet over there. He's a baseball guy, and he's going to do baseball things, and he'll build that program because you said it to the T. When they got baseball guys involved, baseball becomes prioritized, and I think the win and loss record is showing in our area. And, uh, look, I'm proud of our guys. I mean, I'm proud of the area of baseball that it's producing. And, look, at Southland Halls, we're reaping the benefits of all the job that these high school coaches are doing because – these players are prepared and they're ready to go when they get to the summer baseball. Very good, and I think you're right about what you said with Central Lafouche. You know, he's a very good coach, and he's gonna he's gonna build that thing up over there. Let's talk about this, coach. You got a couple weekends left in your summer. Uh, what are some things or some areas that you guys are looking to get better at to try to win the whole doggone thing in the next couple weeks? You know, I think the biggest thing we got to do is we kind of got to get back into a routine. We did it this weekend. You know, you hate to say it, you don't want to treat it like your high school team, but the next two weeks we almost have to treat this like a high school program. we got to practice. We'll practice tomorrow. We want to practice three or four times a week and just really keep our guys sharp, taking BP, taking ground balls. And, you know, we say this year in, year out, high school, summer baseball, if we throw strikes and make the routine plays, we have a legitimate chance at winning both 18s and 17s because good pitching – always stops good hitting, and uh, I feel like we got pretty good pitching, so we got a chance to win. Very good. Coach, man, we thank you so much for the time. Congratulations again, and we'll be following you guys throughout the next couple weeks. Good, bud. Appreciate you guys. Have a good day. Yep, that is Coach Joe Tuton doing a wonderful job, as always. They bring home not one but two championships, and they've got an opportunity to now bring home some championships at a higher level than the state level. And they've got to be considered one of the favorites, man. I don't know what the other teams have, but I know what the, our team has. <laughs> you know, you're talking about the Jackson Martins and the Josh Pierces and the Luke Lee Reds and all that, you know, JT Tutone, all the great talent that is on those teams. I know what they've got. It's going to take a Herculean effort to knock them off. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this with our weekend W's and L's on KLEB. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We want to thank everybody for listening today and also to our three coaches' guests, which were Brian Colley, which were Josh Smith and Joe Tuton. We thank them all so much for the time. Now we go to our weekend W's and L's, where we had a wonderful weekend in the world of sports, local, national, state level, everything of the sort. And let's fire away. Our first weekend W goes to the Blue Boot Rodeo. What else can you say? There was a huge audience that turned out. There was a tremendous amount of community support. There were tens of thousands of dollars that were raised, which are going to be pumped directly back into our community. And more important than any of that, it's just good to see people like having fun together, right? Because, look, we all play on Facebook and we all, you know, play on Twitter and we all see 
how toxic that could be. People arguing with other people about politics, people arguing with other people about abortion rights and about this and about that and whatever it may be. People just generally not getting along with one another over stupid stuff, right? It's good to then see, after having to experience that throughout the course of a week, it's good to see people just sitting out under a pavilion on a lounge chair, feet up, listening to music, drinking a few beers, having a good time. And events like the Blue Boot Rodeo and others in our community provide that for people. It was great to see friends getting together with friends. It was great to see friends making new friends. It was great to see the camaraderie and hospitality and everything that is good about this community, everything that makes this community one of the best places in the world to live, everything that makes this community the single reason why I don't pursue opportunities in larger markets for newspaper or radio, even though I have the maybe the opportunity to do so, it's because I don't want to go and be out in New Orleans or in Shreveport or in Oklahoma City or in whatever market you want to name because it's not here. The people there are not the people here. I know what the people here are about, and I know what the people here stand for, and I know what the people here could do when they're united and they're you know together as one, and you don't see that other places. This past weekend, you did see it. The Blue Boot Rodeo gets a weekend W for the amazing, amazing ride that they had. A weekend L goes to Devontae Graham of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, got arrested for DWI this weekend. I have no sympathy for a professional athlete, nor anyone for that matter, but especially a professional athlete who gets a DWI. You're rich. You make in his case, like 10, 15, however many millions of dollars a year. Rent a damn Uber, hire a damn driver, get a taxi. There's no reason to be drinking and driving in that position, nor in any position, but especially in the position of financial wealth like Devontae Graham is in. He's coming off of a rotten season for New Orleans to begin with, and he's a guy that the team is actively trying to move out of New Orleans but are not being able to do so because no one wants to take his contract with the lack of productivity that comes with it. And then now you get a DWI on top of that. Just get out. Get out. Devontae Graham gets a weekend L. Weekend W goes to my Atlanta Braves, because my Atlanta Braves trimmed a couple of games off of the New York Mets division lead in the East. The Braves sweep the Washington Nationals this past weekend. They're now just a game and a half back of first place. They've been chasing the Mets all year long. It seemed insurmountable at one point. They were like eight or nine games back of the Mets. Now they're one and a half games back of the Mets. Now they're approaching a series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with the Mets where they got a chance to take the division lead. Y'all, the beginning of the year, I was very pessimistic about the Braves. I thought they were playing flat, didn't like some of the offseason moves. Atlanta's really damn good. Their offense is spectacular. Acuna and Swanson and Olsen, uh, Ozuna, Riley. Uh, the catchers, Dorno and Contreras, are killing the ball. You got the prospect, Michael Harris in center field, who's catching everything. Pitching-wise, Charlie Martin's coming around. Max Fried is in ace. Spencer Strider's coming around. Kyle Wright's coming around. The bullpen is yeah, its a little shaky, but it's getting there. The Braves, are they're, they're coming. 
I don't know what's going to happen this week against the Mets. Baseball is such an interesting thing. They may get swept for all I know, or they may sweep for all I know. Regardless, it doesn't matter. They're going to catch the Mets. They're going to win the East, and when they get into the playoffs, they're going to be a team no one's going to want to face. They're the defending World Series champions for reasons, but they've got an offense that is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. They could score so many runs. They're going to have an opportunity to do big things going forward. Weekend L goes to the Jabari Smith of the Houston Rockets. Remember, Jabari Smith was supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, and then at the last minute, you know, 59th minute, 23rd hour, the Orlando Magic come in and take Puello Banchero. We're getting into summer league now, and everybody's kind of showing some flashes here and there. Jabari Smith isn't. <laughs> he's not had a very good summer for Houston. He had his last game, he's like 5 of 20 from the field. This was my concern, right? Because I have been saying, I said from the lead up to the draft, I think you should take Puello Banchero number one because I watched a lot of college basketball. And while I'll concede that Chet Holmgren has a higher ceiling and a greater potential to be a huge star, Banchero is steady. He could score from the three. He could score from mid-range. He could score in the paint. At the worst, he's going to be Julian Randle because he could even pass it a little bit too. At worst, he's going to be Julian Randle, which is a really damn good NBA player. Jabari Smith don't got it. He was a 42% shooter in college. So how's that going to translate to efficient offense in the NBA? The answer is it's not. He gets on the elbow and he shoots fadeaway 20-footers all game long. He's not able to get up a clean look in the summer league. How's he going to get up a clean look in the actual season when the real guys are guarding him? I Look, I'm a Rockets fan. I hope this works out. I don't see it working out right now. I don't like anything that I've seen this summer from Jabari Smith other than the fact that he's competitive and he competes. He tries hard. I just don't like the shots that he gets. He gets a weekend L. He's been brutal this summer. Weekend W goes to the LSU Tigers football team and specifically Brian Kelly. The Tigers are recruiting their butts off right now. They have continually gotten commitment after commitment after commitment, including the most recent one, which is a five-star receiver out of Miami. Um, They're trying hard to get the five-star receiver out of Baton Rouge as well. But LSU's catapulted from the 40s in recruiting rankings up to number eight. Jalen Brown is the latest commitment, the number 29 player in the country. One of the best receivers in the entire country. Um, LSU's cruising. They've got a lot of momentum, and now they're going to try to keep Shelton Sampson home. By all accounts, he's leaning towards LSU in his recruitment. He's a Catholic of Baton Rouge product. The work Brian Kelly has done on the trio has been amazing. Weekend L goes to Cam Thomas and then also the Brooklyn Nets as a whole. After a summer league game, Cam Thomas is axed. Cam had like 20 points and like eight assists in the game. He played a really good game. But after the game, the the sideline reporter is interviewing him and says, "Hey Cam, you know I know that Steve Nash has been telling you to get your you know focus on your shot, but also focus on getting others some shots too." And while the reporter is asking the question, Cam Thomas is like rolling his eyes and is giggling, and it was noticeable to where the sideline reporter is like, "Okay, Cam, I noticed that you know, you kind of laughed and scoffed about this. What's going on?" And he just kind of said, "Oh, you know, it is what it is." Basically saying, hey, to hell with Steve Nash. I don't want to do this. Now you get to the root of why Kevin Durant wants out in Brooklyn. Now you get to the root of why Kyrie Irving wants out in Brooklyn. They don't respect Steve Nash. There's a discord and there's a disconnect there. 
I followed the Nets very closely for about a season and a half whenever Harden was there. I'm a Harden fan. I follow him wherever he goes. I was a big Nets guy for about a year and a half. Steve Nash's idea of coaching consists of sitting down, rolling the ball out, and saying, all right, star players, y'all go make it happen. He's not vocal. He's not animated. He doesn't run any sets. He doesn't do a damn thing. I said after the first season that Harden was there, the year that the Nets lost to Milwaukee in the playoffs, if you want to win the championship, you've got to get this guy out. <laughs> you've got to get this guy out. And the Nets rationalized it. And all oh, we had injuries. Let's run it back. Let's Last year, same thing. The Nets are being held back by a guy who's got some, some name recognition and some star power, but who doesn't do a damn thing on the sidelines to actually enhance the team. There's your reason why Duran and Kyrie won out. They don't believe in the man in the main chair. And last year, once Mike D'Antoni was, remember year one, he had Mike D'Antoni there, who was kind of doing some of the big boy work for him. Last year, without D'Antoni, who became a consultant for the Pelicans, it was even worse. Like, he's just sitting, like, they're just playing five on five pickup for 48 minutes. If we win, great. If not, oh well. No sets, no quick hitters, no nothing. Cam Thomas rolled his eyes when asked a question about it. It, it. It's a mess. Weekend W goes to Novak Djokovic, but also Weekend L goes to Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic wins Wimbledon, gets the championship there, but then he can't build any momentum on this because he's not eligible to play the U.S. Open nor the Australian Open because he's not vaccinated. Dude, how can I say this? I don't know if, you know, maybe our, we've got a bunch of listeners who are, like, hell, we're in Southeast Louisiana. We've got a lot of listeners who are anti-vaccination. I get it. It's the wrong stance to have. Uh, science shows that. It is what it is. I'm not going to debate that. Um, but I trust the doctors more than I trust, you know, someone who's not a doctor. <laughs> but either way, that's beside the point. This is not a pro or anti-vaccination segment. If you were going to be in a position to maybe make tens of millions of dollars like Novak Djokovic could potentially do in the next couple months. And you're going to let a five second jab in the arm hold you back from that. Come on, man. All of the other top guys on the tour got it. It's not affecting their life. It's not affecting their ability to play at all. Just go get it, man. Like just go take care of your business and make it happen. So Djokovic gets the W for winning Wimbledon, but gets an L for now. He's not going to be able to carry that momentum forward because he won't be able to play in future majors because he won't be able to travel to Australia nor the United States because he's not vaccinated. It sucks. It sucks for him. It also sucks for tennis fans who want to see him compete. Like, it takes 10 seconds, bro. There's been enough research shown how, that it, it's safe to do. Just go get it done, man. Weekend W goes to the Baltimore Orioles. They've won now eight games in a row. They're like one game below 500 with a payroll that is like <laughs> like lower than the payroll here at Coastal Broadcasting. Like the Orioles have a payroll that is less than some player's salary. But they're finding ways to win games. They've got young talent. They're really good. Like they're not going to win the World Series. They're not even going to make the playoffs. But they've got a really bright future out in Baltimore for the first time in a while. And it's awesome to see. So kudos to them. They're building that thing rolling. And... uh I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm extremely happy for them. And I got two more else to give. The first one goes to Lamar Jackson, who posted on Twitter some sort of dumb you know, meme saying, like, I need money or something like that, which is a shot 
that he's throwing at the organization. Baltimore is trying to get a contract extension. Lamar, if you want to get a contract extension, um, be more available and be more consistent. Last year he was injured. In future years, he's going to be injured because he only knows how to play one way, which is I'm going to run, I'm going to run, I'm going to run. Be more consistent on third and seven when there's a you know tight pocket and you got to fit the ball through a tight window. Start completing some of those passes in December and January because the Ravens have been the heavyweight champion of the world of September and October and early November games, but have been the glass Joe of November, December, and January games in recent years. And it's because when teams are more committed to taking away that run threat and they're going to force him into the pocket and force him to be strictly a passer. Hey, you're not going to run for 150 yards on us. He can't do it. He can't do it. At some point, that athleticism and those legs are going to go away either through father time or through a linebacker just cutting them out from under you. He's got to develop that arm if he wants to get paid at the highest of the high levels. And then the last L is going to go to Rory McIlroy, who just continuously, continuously, easy for me to say, and endlessly continues to talk about the Live Golf Tour, including comments over the weekend where he said, there's no place in golf for the Live Golf Tour. I would be so happy if the tour just went away. Rory, it ain't going away, Bubba. It ain't going away. It's only going to grow. And you got to get used to this, dude, because this is going to be a part of the new normal. This is going to be part of the reality of which we live in. Rory has spent so much time being self-righteous in the last several weeks of, oh, you know, that's it's, it's, it's dirty money. Oh, you know, I don't think that anyone should play on that tour. Oh, and then he kind of transitioned his stance to, oh, I don't care. You know, we're the PGA Tour. We're the better tour. We're not worried about them. But yet the whole time, all he has done is talked about it. It's jealousy at this point. He's jealous that that tour exists and those guys are making more money than he is doing less work. It's jealousy. You don't care about the tour, then shut up. All he does, oh, I don't don't think the the golf tour should exist. I don't think it should do that. I don't think it should do this. We should come together. We should have meetings. We should do this. We should do that. Boy, you talk a whole lot about something you claim to not care about, bro. And again, we're at another major championship week. And these players are chirping and chirping and chirping and chirping about the other tour and are taking the shine away from the major championship at hand. That, that's, that's not good for the game. Not good for the game. Those are our W's and L's. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you three betting picks that I like from the world of sports. We've had a great show today, and we'll wrap it up out of this break here on KLB. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian I'm Kelly. I'm excited. 
Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and, and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. You know WeatherBug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on Kaylee B. We've got about another three or four minutes. Let's thank our sponsors real quick, get you some betting picks, and to get out of Dodge on this Monday show. Speaking of Dodge, we want to thank Southland Dodge and Homa for their time. They've been a sponsor since day one, man. We thank them so much. We want to also thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. Just enjoyed a wonderful weekend event. We thank them so much. Industrial Power Systems. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend, Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. All right, let's get you your three, and then let's get out of here. The first one that I like, I like over eight runs today between the Red Sox and the Rays. The Rays are throwing a bullpen game, which when you're facing an offense like Boston's and especially an offense like Boston's, it's coming off of a good weekend series where they hit the Yankees pretty hard. They got a little momentum and a little vibe. Um, it's hard to find six, seven guys to throw in a game without someone having a bad inning. And if you have a bad inning against Boston, they're scoring three, four runs in that inning. Um, and then on the flip side of that, Boston's throwing – Nobody. They're throwing just kind of a form hand. They're, you know, uh, Bello, who's he's not a form hand. He's a prospect. He's a guy they're excited about. But in his first start of the season, he went four innings and, and gave up four runs. So 
I think Tampa's going to hit the kid. I think Boston's going to hit the the Tampa pin, and we're going to go over eight here. And I think we may go over eight comfortably. Like I feel like this will be a six to five type ball game. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I like today over for the Padres over six runs today against uh no let's scratch that one I thought that that would have been five runs uh six is too much I'm not going to be willing to go there so let's scratch that on the fly we're making some adjustments Omaha Omaha let's go to this one instead I like under for the New York Mets today under three and a half runs against the Atlanta Braves they're facing Max Freed the Braves are going to be hungry the Braves want to win this series badly and make a statement and let everybody know that they're here to play and here to win in the in the NL East. I think that Freed, who has been terrific as of late, is going to spin a gem. <clears throat> and let's be honest, the Mets lately haven't been scoring. The Mets offense has been struggling. They're coming off of a weekend series where they struggled mightily to score against the Miami Marlins. I think Atlanta's going to pitch it well. I think Atlanta's going to take care of business, and I think they're going to hold the Mets under that three-run tally. The teams have faced four times this year. The Mets have been... Under three and a half in three of the four games. And that was in a series in May, which was before the Braves even started playing good baseball. So I like under there for the Mets in that ball game. Last one, and then we'll get out. I like, let's see. Let's do this one. I like the Padres to cover the run line today against the Rockies. Um, Yeah, that's a good compromise. I was going to go Padres over six. Um, but I thought that actually the number was five and I didn't want to give up the whole extra run, but I will take them with the run line. They're throwing Sean Manea out in Coors Field. They're facing Jose Arrania. Arrania's not any good. Arrania was with the Marlins for a while. He's bounced around. He's, he's not a tremendously good MLB arm. Pitching at Coors against a Padres lineup, I think he's going to get touched up a little bit. Manea should be steady. Pitching in Coors, he shouldn't give up a, a ton of runs. And I think the Padres will take care of business and cover the run line. Thanks to everybody for listening. We're wrapping up right here. You've been listening to Casey Disclare and Play by Play. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Terrebonne General Tuesday tomorrow. We'll have Stan Gravois on. And we'll keep chatting with these coaches as we're leading up to the start of a new athletic year, a new school year, a new academic year. And look, we've given two schools on our Mount Rushmore series The next one on the list is going to be Thibodeau High School, which is going to be coming up on Thursday. So I've got my work to do. I'll give you the very best that there have been at Thibodeau, which that's no easy feat, man. Thibodeau has had some good ones. Hell, Thibodeau's had some good ones just in recent years. So let's get out of here. We're going to sign off. This is Casey Jisco. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Hope everybody enjoys their time, and we'll be back at it tomorrow. God bless. I can change it around and I want to be